there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Twilight Highlight Zone. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by... Hey, it's me, Jeff. Jeff Cork. We're here to talk about the episode of the reboot, mm-hmm. A Traveler. A Traveler. A Traveler, some would say. Uh, this is the fourth episode of the Jordan Peele reboot of the Twilight Zone. We originally went through every episode of the original show. We skipped the 80s, skipped the 2000s, but now we're back with a vengeance to talk about the, what is this, 20, uh, 2010s? What do we call this decades? I don't know. 2019's Twilight Zone. <laughs> we're here, baby. Uh, talk about A Traveler. And it's a Christmas episode airing in April. It's a bold choice, but what can you do? What can you do? Maybe you're like, oh, forget how the timing works out exactly. But we all know we're going to gather around the hearth around Christmas time this year and rewatch A Traveler from mm-hmm. the Twilight Zone reboot. Absolutely. Uh, when it started, I was like, ooh, Christmas. We're talking Night of the Meek here, baby. Yes. One of the dumbest episodes from the original show. Art Carney showing his incredible range between <laughs> annoying to cloying. <laughs> all right. So A Traveler starts out in Alaska. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I don't like to bring this up incessantly, but I happen to have... Uh, be from Alaska. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, I offer an expert's perspective. I cannot wait if you this. have any insight to share from your Alaskan roots uh, yeah. for a traveler here. So it opens up with a police officer named Yuka. Uh, she picked up her brother for being <laughs> drunk uh, and they're driving towards the police station. Right? And it's a beautiful night. Mm. They're happy tonight. Uh, <laughs> but we got the northern lights up there. Yeah, a lot of them. It's gorgeous. And that is, just so you know, if you have not had the uh, the joyful experience of seeing the one northern lights, that's what they look like. Like In Alaska, you don't think that was exaggerated? No, that's what they look like. I have like I used to drive home from work at night sometimes, and there were times where I'd have to pull over because it was just so freaking crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there you go. I was talking to my coworker, Ben Reeves, a while ago about, like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to drive from Minnesota to Alaska? Mm-hmm. Like, how long do you think that would take? And looked it up. It was, hang on, let me look up the exact okay. number. But... Do you think you would die if you drove from Minnesota to Alaska? Like, if your car broke down mm-hmm. at some point, is it just like you're on your own, dude? There are places. No, it's fairly all right. Yeah. It's really? Fairly, fairly well-traveled, yeah. You think, like, even up in the Yukons, like, way up there? Because, like, just driving across the what Rockies What part of Alaska is, are you trying to go to, though? We're trying to go to Anchorage. Trying to go to Anchorage? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Really? Yeah. So, the, okay, there's, there's going to be... A population along the entire path. I would recommend installing a temporary windshield, though. Okay. The roads are not super great. Okay, got it. But, um, so it would take two days and six hours to drive from Minnesota to Alaska. Good which luck. It does not seem like a reasonable thing to do. No. I take it all back. Anyways, so we're uh, we're in the police car. It has shades of um, Fargo throughout this entire episode. Yeah. Of, like the lady cop usually being in the right, trying to fight this bureaucracy and hassle surrounding yeah. her, right? Yuka. Yeah, Yuka is her name. So they're showing up to the police station, uh, and it's like, well, you know my boss. He has this ritual where every Christmas he likes to pardon one person at this tiny jail. 
Yeah. And so as they're walking in, so she's like, look, brother, like you'll get let off immediately. No big deal. You'll get the pardon. And as they're walking in, then there's a very bright star Mm -hmm. above the police station. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the brother reminds her that Yuka means shining brilliant, Mm -hmm. shining and brilliant in Inuit. Yeah. uh, Which is a nice touch. And on the right, he is like drunk, but he's like clearly not into this whole Christianity thing. And he's talking about how like the, like people can't like white people came over here and like, inserted their culture into where they are. And he's like, I don't think that, you know, what's, what's better about their story than like our elders, like dancing on the Northern lights. Yeah, exactly. And then once they get in the police station, then Greg Kinnear shows up. Greg he's the Kinnear. police chief. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Jack, she's like, you'll get some turkey. And he's like, I want some pie. I better get some motherfucking pie. People are obsessed with pie. He won't stop thinking so. about pie. It's anyway, a recurring theme. It's Greg Kinnear. How good pie is, but who doesn't love Greg Kinnear? I think he is wonderful. I think he's great, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to see him. It seems like, oh, that is the perfect type of character actor to mm-hmm. appear in Twilight Zone. Yeah. I'm so happy to see him. I was so happy to see when they pull up to that trooper station. Yeah. It looks like a crappy temporary shelt, like kind of construction that you see in Alaska. It oh, just, okay. It's just like a thrown together. It looks like a mobile housing unit, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The interior looks a little more solid, but from the, the outside, it was like, oh, yeah, this is like single story. Garbo building. They're apparently like they're in Iglac and they, they say that it's like a hundred miles past the Arctic Circle. Okay. Just, so it seems accurate for that arena from what you know. Uh, and so Greg Kinnear is talking about like, hey, Alaska, 49th state, we came up here. What was up here? But a bunch of bears and Eskimos. And at that point, uh, any native people should have just like, if he was saying that stuff yes. on the regular, he would have had like a completely flattened, punched in nose <laughs> by now. But Yuka just kind of is quiet and takes it yeah it's like surely he knows yuka's heritage right <laughs> you know drop the e-word that's like a super <laughs> offensive thing to is say is it really yeah. okay uh, it's interesting is it throughout your entire life or just like towards the later part of your alaskan life no it was always like a yeah that's a stu- super ignorant word i mean i guess i can't speak for all people but yeah it's it, walk around go, go to alaska and start calling people eskimos and see how that works out for you it's interesting i mean I'm sure it's, you know, growing up in rural Minnesota, we weren't the most PC and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think I would have ever thought that the word Eskimo could have been offensive until maybe I was 19. Yeah. Something like, I know it's probably insane, but mm-hmm. let me know. Uh, how did you comments. cover up that tattoo? Hey. <laughs> so the reason this police station is here is that mm-hmm. it's protecting the Cheney Air Force Base. Yeah, it's like a listening station. Listening station, yeah, specifically. And there's a lot of hints about like, hey, the power keeps going out and the idea that like they share a power grid mm-hmm. with this Cheney Air Force listening station. In exchange for offering what must be a small amount of security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly what they're doing here. But it's a Christmas party. Everybody's drunk. They bring Jack down to the cells. No big deal. Then as she's like, all right, let's go get Jack, Jack for this big old pardon. She walks down there and there's someone else in the cell. Next to Jack. Yes. He's a he's a well-dressed man. This is Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's Glenn from The Walking Dead. Real quick, going back, the first time she drops Jack off in the cell, there's yeah. this funny moment where she leaves and he like worms his arm through the bars. And it's, it's like, like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, and trying exactly. to get the keys. There's not like a dog that he's whistling at, but like the keys are on the wall behind and he's like reaching over and he's just like six inches short and then he's just like... <laughs> I thought that was like a Chekhov's gun situation. I thought for sure that like some terrible stuff was going to go down and he was going to have to like reach over to try and get those keys in the last nope. second. But like, nope, it just later on his cell is just open and it's no big deal. Yeah. Anyways, so Glenn from Walking Dead is in the cell next to him and they're like, hey, 
who are you? What are you doing here? Uh, and he describes himself as, oh, I'm an extreme tourist. Uh, mm-hmm. Came down from the North Pole. And then he just says, I have a YouTube show and everybody knows all about you in this town. People know all about you, Mr. Pendleton, mm-hmm. the police chief. They yeah. know about your pardons, everything about it. And, you know, everybody's drunk, but Pendleton is just so tickled by the fact that this guy mm-hmm. knows about him. There's like, well, that's it. You're going to get the pardon. And there's like, there's no moment of just like, wait a minute. Who are you? Who? How did this guy get in here? Just flattery seems to work very well with Captain Pendleton. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, well, maybe you, you say you've got a, a YouTube show. Maybe you could film it. And uh, maybe put it on there. And he's like, oh, and he like reaches in his pocket. And the uh, Yuka's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, it's just a phone. And he pulls it out. And it is, of course, a like transparent kind of like future phone. It's very confusing. And he showed a picture of a pink slip for a Volvo, which I didn't quite understand what he was going for with that. It's the continuity between episodes of Trial Zone <laughs> that I'm starting to pick up on. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, wait, where's he, where'd you get that phone? He's like, oh, it's Russian. It's like the Russians don't make anything. They steal it. He's like, oh, it's a beta. Maybe I could get you one. Yeah. He's like, oh. oh." A little (laughs) foreshadowing there with some good Russian stuff. Yeah. Uh, So I love the detail, too, later on of all they see is someone says, like, oh, I guess we lost some keys to the cell last winter. So the keys have been out in the snow. So it's not unreasonable that somehow those keys got to this, uh, in theory, YouTube star Mm -hmm. who then lets himself into the cell. But still, they gloss over that pretty quickly. And he, he... because I think he flattered everybody into thinking, oh, like, I'm a big YouTuber. Uh-huh. You're going to be on YouTube. And he, he's legally changed his name to A Traveler. Yes. And he said he came down from the North Pole. He's been traveling all around the world. He seems to know a lot about everybody. As the episode goes on, he definitely reveals that, like, oh, no, I know everything about you. So he yeah. comes up. They said they're going to have a good old-fashioned pardon. He's pardoned. And, then and she's like, I'm going to check your ID, though, or look into your background. She's like, Yuka is not into this. Yes. And no record of him being at the hotel or mm-hmm. anything like that. She's like, oh, the ID says he's from California, but it's yeah. not checking out here. So There's a sign behind her. She's doing the background search that says, love thy neighbor, which I don't know the significance of, but I thought it said those words. Mm, that's true. Um, and let's see. There's a quote here. You believe in what you believe. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Mm-hmm. We got it all. And then everybody continues to get drunk. Mm-hmm. He ends up singing Christmas karaoke, and it is a song that I've never heard before in my life called Waiting for the Man with the Bag. Yeah. Have you heard this? No. But like everybody in the room was singing along. It's like, Mm -hmm. do they not have a good public domain Christmas song? Well, they have some other Christmas songs, though, that they seem that are recognizable, right? Yeah, I think slightly more recognizable, but I've never heard this thing, but it's like apparently it's a... Cool tradition up there is to sing along with all this stuff. It's funny because, too, like, A Traveler is telling everybody, he's like, I was on the Trans-Siberian Railroad, and everyone I talked to in Russia knew about Captain Pendleton. Yes. And I was, the Russians were saying they talked to North Korea, and if they ever decided to invade, they would go around this state. And everyone's just like, oh, I'm flattered. Then he starts revealing more and more about Matheson and Donachek, mm-hmm. and of course Richard Matheson reference there. Um, but just revealing more and more kind of dirty gossip in the town of they're cheating at each other, and this didn't work out because of this, and the mayor's corrupt because of this, and then everybody starts to slowly turn on each other, yeah, and basically attack each other at this point. Absolutely, and like the traveler is recognized. Oh yeah, Yuka's not like buying what I'm selling, and he's like, you know, why why are you being like this? Everyone else seems to believe me. You know, when you open my gift. It's going to be what you want more than anything else. And she's like, I don't believe in Christmas. And she goes back to Jack's cell and brings him turkey and stuffing. And he's like, what, no pie? I got to have that pie. Yeah. 
Mabel makes the best. Uh, so, uh, and the th- lights also like go out. And at that point, he turns them back on by opening his eyes. It's like, oh, is this like a Monsters Are Due on Maple Street situation here? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. there's some nonsense going on. He seems to be in control of the situation. He knows way too much. Uh, so they, he says that Jack stole power tools. They're going to go check out the power tools. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and she's like, wait, he's never stolen anything in his life. Right. Why are we just believing this random idiot we don't know? Because yeah. he said one thing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems very bizarre. So eventually... They walk back down to the cell to try and figure out what's going on. And there's an awesome shot. I love this. Where they're looking at him with their flashlight as they're walking up mm-hmm. the side of the cell. And you see what look like two little antennas. Yes. But it's like as the camera's moving by the bars. So it's kind of obscured. Yeah. And by the time you get up there, he's like wearing the hat. And Jack in the cell next to him is like, he's some sort of snail guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Jack. We got it. You're drunk. Let's try and figure out exactly what's going on here. And like, take off the hat, man. Yep. Takes off the hat. Nothing. It's totally fine. And previously, like, they've gone and looked at Jack's car. It's like, oh, yeah, there's no tools in there. Yeah. And so then uh, when they're down there, then he starts to talk to uh, Yuka and say, like, oh, you know, we're a lot alike. We have a lot of people above us. We're struggling to, you know, do more on our own. But there's so many bosses high above mm-hmm. us. Meanwhile, he also accuses Pendleton of working for the Russians mm-hmm. and there's a secret building that is like the key to the entire power grid. Mm-hmm. You can shut off this air force listening base. And he said that he sold the information of where that shed was to the Russians. And his voice gets kind of weird. It starts to get more and more like modulated over time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but it's not consistent. It's like every once in a while it'll start to get more and more modulated. Yeah. Right? And, he, and he says like, you want the truth. And then Jack says from the next cell over, you can't handle the truth. And the traveler kind of laughs. Yeah. Just real quick though. <laughs> I love that they didn't harp on that too much. Um, yeah, also, thought, it, he'd said earlier, like, oh, actually, a traveler is not my real name. I'm an FBI agent. And then he's like, sh- changes story. Now he's like a member of this se- super secret squad that's like monitoring him because like there's corruption in this town. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like as things are getting weirder, like just Dutch Angle City, which is a very Twilight Zone thing, like in that uh, jail cell as he's revealing more and more. The camera's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I hit my limit. In this episode for like super shallow depth of field. I know it's a very Black Mirror thing, but also just every episode of the Twilight Zone now, it's like, oh, we need that close up of the face and just you can't see anything behind it. It needs to be blurry as all hell. But all right, that seems fine. Uh, So she eventually, Pendleton takes off to Mm -hmm. go to the shed. Right. And she's like, oh, he's revealing where the shed is now. I need to go check this out, right? Yep. So she follows him. She passes by. Well, he says like, you know, the Russians are on the way and he, he leaves, but then she's like, okay, now we've, I've got you alone. Mm-hmm. Now here's what's really happening. You know, I'm going to make, like, he's going to get knocked out. You're going to take control. And uh, it's too late. It's too late. And then the cell door opens on its own and he right. steps out. So. Right. He's in control. He also opens Jack's cell at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, she drives out there. She confronts Pendleton about the whole mm-hmm. Russian thing. A lot of debate about whether or not it actually happened, what's true, what's really going and, on And here. the significance of that, like, the little note is, like, is that the traveler has told Yuka, like, they needed to disable this thing because it's the early warning station for the Air Force and they're right. priming it for their invasion. Yes. And now it's too late. Yes. So she goes out there. Draws the gun on Pendleton. Then UFOs fly overhead. Mm-hmm. It seems like there seems to be some sort of alien invasion. So, yeah, then they're back at the, the jail cell and Jack says, hey, maybe it'll be better when you guys are running things. And then the 
Traveler's head stretches. It's a really cool shot because it's also like out of focus too. You're like, what is he? What is this thing? And then you kind of see him again. Is Jack's walking away and he's like a, like an alien looking like a gray. Right. And uh, yeah, and then Jack grabs a knife, carves off a slice of pie, and goes back to the cell. And just feeds this alien. They're both eating pie. Uh, they have a wonderful time together. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. Uh, Jordan Peele says, hey, you could discover there is no difference between myth. Did he say hey? Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> what do you think of that one? You could discover there is no difference between myth and mistruth. Uh, she unwrapped her gift. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, weird ending for it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... it's. Uh, it's a very Twilight Zone thing, but it just like wraps up so quick. Yeah. And then it's like, so what? Are, what's the conclusion here? Jack got his pie? I liked it because it was a natural extension of the monsters are due on Maple Street where it's like, yes, he can manipulate electricity, but he's also just telling lies. Yeah. And that's enough to get people going. So you don't think there was any truth to what he was saying? He no. had no idea about anything. I think he had, he knew what people would be susceptible about, like their weaknesses for lying. Sure. But... Like like the Jacques guy, he's like, oh yeah, how your wife, how do you think your ex wife's gonna feel when those uh, child support payments are delinquent? And he's, he's he like, that's not reaction. true. Yeah, he had a very good reaction. He's like, yeah, no, absolutely not. I was waiting to see him sweat or something. But he's like, what are you talking about? Basically, yeah. there's also shades of like, will the real Martian stand up? Yes. I think of like with the, with the hat over the hat and yep. stuff like that. The howling man with the like the bad guy in the cell. There's oh not a tiny God. shepherd's crook though. All right, I never thought about that. That's certainly a connection. Uh, what did you think about? Yuka in this episode. Oh, I thought she was great. Really? She's so subdued yep. and kind of flat. And like, if you look at her amount of lines, mm-hmm. she does not really talk much. I don't know if it's just she's new and mm-hmm. didn't think she was a stronger performance or that was just that was part of the character that they're planning on is just she's just kind of like the strong, silent type, I guess. It's, it's tough to be in that role, I would imagine, as being the skeptic who's poo-pooing all the ideas and all the exciting things that are happening around yeah. in an episode. So, like, I could see how that stoicism is there. Yeah. But, yeah, I it's think that's just part of the characterization, I would say. I yeah. like this episode. I like this episode a lot. I okay, thank God, thank yeah. God. Uh, I loved it just because it was such a weird... Now I'm upgrading it to love. I want to effing marry this episode yeah. because it's just like, what a weird premise. Yeah. Like, it just Christmas, Alaskan base... Mm-hmm. And there's some sort of strange person, which feels so classic yes. Twilight Zone. Let's just figure out what this anomaly is and what mm-hmm. it wants. And it needs to find a way to disable this thing. So all this is like so distrust yeah. among the people. It's great. I, I like the fact that the casting, like especially with uh, with Yuka's character, yeah. is played by an actress who's Canadian, but she's Inuit. So yeah. it wasn't like a lot of times Hollywood will say like, like... Filipinos will be cast as Alaska natives. It's oh, fairly really? a routine thing. It's kind of like, hey, you're vaguely ethnic looking. We've seen pictures. Go for it. I think it's nice to have something a little closer to home. Yeah. This also felt like the first episode to me. Well, I'll say, yeah. I think it's like the first episode to me that felt like it earned its length. It was about an yeah. hour long. It's like, I'm happy this thing's an hour long. There's, yeah. there's a lot of just the environment that I want to soak in and try and piece this mystery together yes. of what this guy really knows. Yeah. Mr. A Traveler. Yeah, Mr. A Traveler. And then I like at one point she's like, is that even your real name? And it's like, we've, we've established that he's changed his name, Yuka. <laughs> like, that was not his like given name. Is the YouTube show even real? I wonder, honestly, if there's like a an element that they were not exploring or maybe I'm just reading way too much into it that – they are gathering recon on America or like Earth by watching 
YouTube? Because he launches into like a, hey guys, it's me, a traveler introduction when he's like in the lobby. It just seems like someone who has watched a lot of YouTube. That's like the only signal that's reading out into space. Yeah. Is <laughs> YouTube channel. I don't know how that works necessarily, but yeah. Taking a cool, I was confused when he was like recording the YouTube show with his phone, but then also like was taking a selfie. It's like, wait, did he stop the show then to take the picture or is he taking a video selfie? It's a 8K um, beta. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty cool. I'm just happy to have a good alien episode in the Twilight yes. Zone reboot. I yeah. know we're only four episodes in, but it's like, finally, yeah. some good sci-fi stuff. I love that when they were like, whoa, 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 did you see that? And I was like, what? So I had to like rewind it and watch the antenna thing, and it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's so subtle. Yeah. And I think the alien looks great because they yeah. use it really well where it's out of focus, just the antenna, mm-hmm. or even just the close-up of him eating pie. It's like, that yes, looks really good. just the mouth. Yeah, it the, looks fantastic. And then uh, when his head stretches, it's super weird because like, at that point, you don't know what this thing is transforming into. You're like, wait, does he have like a giant snail shell underneath the back? <laughs> is he a giant snail? Is that what's happening here? I think it might be. Do you watch the next episode? Oh, anyways, oh, review-wise, I give it a seven. See, I'm a lot more... Uh, I love this episode. I give it a nine. I think this, nine! Is, this is great. I think this is a really solid episode. Wow. I might regret the seven yeah. at some point. I, I think, think I'm playing should. it conservative yeah. uh, with these episodes. I should just let it all fly because yeah. you're right. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of watching this thing. Yeah. This is great. Are you watching the next episode on thing? I did. Okay. I, I have not been watching those. I'm very excited for the next episode. Oh, really? Okay. I won't say anything, but I, it seems like what they're doing... And it's, it's very clear now is like finding things that are inspired by other episodes of the Twilight Zone, but going off mm-hmm. in their own direction and making them a little more uh, relevant to contemporary audience, audiences. And the next episode seems like an absolute, like perfect amalgamation of several Oh, that's ideas. fun. It's interesting because, yeah, it also seems like that is kind of Jordan Peele's strategy with us, right? Mm-hmm. Is to take Mirror Image, which is so bizarre. One of the strongest episodes of the show. <laughs> that's not true. And using that as a launching point, right? Yeah. And like, I wonder if... That worked out well. Maybe that script in the can at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, let's just do that for a lot of these old ones. Let's just yeah. find an episode that stands out to you and then kind of remix it in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we know how many episodes there are? I have no idea. I was thinking about that uh, yesterday, too. Yeah. I was watching it. I was like, how many more are there? <laughs> no you, idea. Do you think we could ever get um, an interview with somebody working on the show? I would love that. I was starting to think, because like, we didn't have that option before with Twilight Zone. But now it's like, oh, look, Jordan Peele might be a stretch. Yeah. But, you know, there's certainly... Especially like an alien's neck. Ooh, I, bet, I bet there's a chance we could get somebody on the show. I would point. absolutely love that. It'd be super fun. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cork, it's been yes, a pleasure. Um, next week, we're both going to be on a trip. Yes. So the we're next episode... We're A-Travelers. <laughs> so uh, check out our YouTube channel. It's going to be pretty good. I've got a new phone that looks great. Uh, <laughs> no, so the next episode recap uh, won't be exactly day and date. It'll probably be like that Monday or something. That one will go up. But. Yeah. Hey, until next time, Twilight Twilight Highlight. 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 Highlight.